Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our seniors minister, Jack Hall, as he brings today's lesson. I do not believe that we have to know the original languages in order to properly understand the Bible. I'm grateful that there are scholars who do understand the ancient languages and can translate them into languages all around the world. But even in my own studies, I realize that there are times that knowing the root word in the original language helps to better understand a passage or sometimes a series of passages. And this is the case this morning. In Psalm 91, the first two verses, I'm going to read it again. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. We know that David is the primary writer of Psalm, and we know that Many of those psalms deal with David's life when he was constantly being pursued by King Saul. David, at an early age, had become very popular among the people of Israel. And they began to make up songs talking about David as a great warrior and that David had killed many more of the enemy than Saul. And Saul hated David. He knew David was going to take the throne. And so he pursued David relentlessly. And when we read the psalm, David is pouring his heart out, explaining the circumstances under which he's living and looking to God for support. Here he says that there is a secret place. And when we're in that secret place, it's like being covered by the wings of God. The word secret here is important in the original language. It doesn't mean secret like you and I share a secret or we keep a secret. It's not a secret as a place that can't be found. It's not a secret that cannot be told, but rather the word secret here really means a place of safety. It's not really a physical place. It is the relationship that man has with God that allows man to have safety, security, strength. And David needed that. He talked in the psalm that he often was hungry. He talked that he could not find water. 
He lived in the caves, and he was pursued relentlessly by Saul. And as you might expect, when David was facing these trials, he needed a safe place. Not a physical safe place, but he needed to know. And he asked of God to allow him to be in that place of safety, that secret place. And you and I today ought to strive to be in that same place. Realizing that when we talk about God's secret, it's not a place, it's not a secret, it simply represents safety, security, strength. And David cried out often to God, as he does here. And he calls him, my rock, my fortress, the place where I am safe, the place where I will be cared for, loved, and protected. And I encourage every one of us today to seek that secret place of God. To have a relationship with God that allows us to feel secure, safe, protected, lifted up by the power of Almighty God. In Psalms chapter 2, in verse 12, it says, Blessed are those who trust in God. I cannot be in this place of safety if I don't trust God. Because God is the one who provides this safety. And David knows that. And David constantly praises God for his goodness and for his love, for his mercy, for his grace. Because David's relationship with God was safe. He could feel the presence of God in his life, even under all of this uh, tribulation that came from King Saul. In Psalm chapter 5 and verse 11, God defends those who trust him. Again, how can I be in that safe place? How can I feel safe? How can I feel secure? How can I know that God is going to do what he says he will do if I don't trust him? If we don't trust people, we're very leery about a relationship with them. We're very careful about what we say. We're very careful about how we act. But if we trust someone, we're much more likely to open up and to have a completely different relationship because there is a trust that exists between the people. And David is saying, God, I trust you. I know you'll keep your promises. I know that I will overcome. And therefore, I enjoy the secret place. In Psalm 7 and verse 1, O Lord, in you I put my trust. Now imagine David being in a cave 
he has a small group of men that surround him and he's hungry and he's thirsty and he's being hunted like a criminal would be pretty easy to get down to feel that God has left that I'm all alone but David always came back to God as the answer I put my trust in you Chapter 14 and verse 6, the Lord is my refuge. He is my place of safety. And it's my prayer this morning that every person in here can feel that safety because your relationship with God is what it ought to be and you have the assurance from God that he will provide that place of safety. 17 and 1. God hears the prayers of those, again, who trust Him. You know, we're warned not to be double-minded. We're told that when we ask something of God, that we should ask of faith, not wavering. And this is what David is doing. He trusts God. Yes, I'm being hunted unfairly. Yes, Saul is trying to take my life. Yes, there are hardships. But I trust God. He is my refuge. He is my strength. Psalm 18 to 2. The Lord is my rock. We've been talking this entire year about the rock of salvation, Jesus Christ, and how we hang on to that rock in times which are bad, when circumstances have come upon us that are unpleasant, hurtful maybe. We understand, I need that safety. Where can I go? The song, where could I go but to the Lord? David says, the Lord is my rock. And I know that this is taking place in my life, and it's unfair. It shouldn't happen. I hope how soon it's over. But I will trust in God because he is my rock. Verse 18 and verse 30, chapter 18 and verse 30, it says, God is my shield. Think of all the words that David is using here to describe God. He's a refuge. He's a rock. He's a stone. He's the place of safety. He's my shield. Now, we all know what a shield is. We picture the Roman army carrying their shields and their spears, and we know that the shield is there for protection to keep away the arrows and the blades of the sword. It's a protection. And we're told in the New Testament that we have a shield too. In fact, we have a whole body of armor from head to toe, spiritually, of course, through God. And David is saying, I know God. I trust God. And even in times of great 
turmoil, I still go to God as my refuge, as my rock. Verse chapter 25 and verse 20. I put my trust in you. Again, picture David cut off from the nation of Israel because he's hiding for and running for his life. He's living under terrible circumstances, but he says, I trust God. I put my faith in God. I know that God will help me overcome. You know, we stand on this side of history and we look back and we know about Psalm. We know about David and what's going to happen to David and who David is going to become. We know this because we live on this side of history looking back. David didn't. He knew that God would take care of him. He didn't know how or when, but he wasn't concerned about that. He was simply concerned in staying in that safe place. Chapter 31 and verse 2. You are my fortress of defense. We've all seen movies of the Middle Ages, the castles, the moats, the fortresses that are built, usually up on a hill, so the people in the fortress can look down on the enemy, and that you have a huge advantage because of the height. And we can just picture the rocks, the stone that thing is built with. And it's amazing how they did what they did back in those days to put those kinds of places together. And David said, God is my fortress. God is there on the hill. God is looking down at the enemies and God will take care of it. Oh, I hope we can follow David and put our trust in God. In chapter 31 and verse 19, the goodness of God is laid up for those who trust him. That goes back to the original reading in Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The goodness of God is there to be enjoyed. God's grace and his mercy and his protection and the fact that he provides for us is all available to anyone who wants to find it. And that's why we preach the gospel. That's why we tell people that God sent his son to die on the cross as the sacrifice for the sins of mankind. Why? So we can be in that sacred place. So while we're living in this life, facing all the trials and tribulations, we have God as our strength. And we have Christ as our rock. And when we remain close to God, when we hold on to the truth, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, 
the resurrection unto eternity, when we hold fast to that, then we are enjoying the blessings of that safe place. Chapter 46 and verse 1. God is our strength and present help in the time of trouble. I can speak only for me, but I can remember many nights when I didn't sleep. I lay in the bed looking up at the ceiling, tossing and turning because my heart is troubled for whatever reason. I know where I should go in those times. I should go to God. But the truth is, I should never be in that place in the first place if I had gone to God in the manner that I should, that I trust Him. I'm in that safe place. I'm remaining close to Him doing his will to the best of my ability and trusting that God will keep every promise. Wouldn't life be so grand if we didn't have stress? Wouldn't life be great if there were no trials and tribulations? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Man is a mortal creature. Man has free will. And there are so many pleasures in the world offering themselves to our free will. And I often submit. I give in. And then I hurry back to God where I should have been always and never left. Stay in the safe place and you will enjoy the goodness of God. Chapter 57 and verse 1. In the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge. You know, I picture the soaring eagle, mighty bird that flies high soars through the air with very little movement of the wings because it's riding the air currents. And I picture the protection of those eagles when they return to their nest to take care of the little ones and how they were protected by the wings of this mighty eagle. What a picture. God is our eagle. God will cover and protect us with his wings. And therefore, I should be happy, contented, feel blessed, thankful to God that I have the assurance of protection and safety. And I trust fully in him. We all know that we're surrounded by sin. We're warned in 1 Peter chapter 5 about Satan, the devil who was walking around to seek who we may devour. We know that man's wisdom is more prevalent today perhaps 
than God's. God is being pushed out more and more of our society. Man calls evil good and good evil, Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 20. I read that verse often because we see it every day. The wisdom of man says what is really good is evil. And what we call evil is really good. And it's a shame that we live under such conditions, but the truth is we do. And that's why it's so important to find that safe place and to stay there with God. He tells us that there is nothing that can separate us from him. Nothing. Not on earth or on in heaven. Jesus says, I will never forsake you. David understood that. David knew, in spite of everything, that God was his strength and his refuge, and that the goodness of God could be enjoyed, not only in this life, but throughout eternity. I encourage you, if you're not a Christian, if you're not in that place of safety, which promises guidance, love, protection, I encourage you today to find that place. I know that everyone here believes that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. I pray that that belief would cause repentance. I pray that that repentance would bring a confession that Christ is the Son of God. And finally, an immersion in water to contact the blood of Christ, which washes away our sin. And God says, we have found the secret place. If we can help you in your relationship to God, please let us know while we stand and sing. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.